We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome into another Victory Podcast episode of No <laughs> Other Pod. We're getting back to our winning ways. I'm Jimmy, yes. along with my buddy Dan. Dan, tell me, what is going on? What's up, dude? Fall weather is upon us, and I am all about it, man. I am, but we're coming off the heels of a victory. Are you coming off the heels? Is that what it is? Is that the right expression? On the toes? I think on the so. Heels? Coming, coming, yeah. Off the, I, I don't matter. think it's off the toes. Off the heels. We'll I'm do that. pumped. I'm pumped yeah, to unzip man. this, dude. Uh, a lot of things going on in the world. Um, happy happy 9-11 to you, or sad 9-11. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if you say happy. We are recording this on Tuesday, so we would That's be true. remiss to not mention um, it is that day. So You, you don't know, celebrate, obviously. I suppose. You remember. No, unless you're, yeah. Well, not gonna get too Dude, political. I, um. <laughs> I'll get, hey, I'll get I'll get a tad political with you right now. I I might have uncovered a terrorist plot, my friend. Oh yeah. I uh, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I can't talk too much about it, but basically, at the at the bank, someone someone was told to shut down their account by the by the FBI. All right, they're probably listening, so I gotta whisper it. And and they were they were saying that uh, ISIS might have had a. Uh, had something to do with their account, and I was like, "Whoa, Holy does this make me? Hell. Does this make me Jack Ryan? Uh, probably so. <laughs> so I'm probably Jeez. gonna have to go to Yemen tomorrow, and uh, I'll oh be back God. for the pod next week. It's not a big deal. Well, that's scary. But yeah, man. And that's also man. a shameless plug for uh, Jack Ryan. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that uh, you know the uh, men and women at the FBI are doing what they need to do to to keep on top of that stuff but that's uh, that's you know, a little scary couldn't have done so. it without me though uh sh- shutting down the account <laughs> couldn't have done it without there you go. me that's true you were an integral part in thwarting whatever potential plan there may or may not have been <laughs> yeah, i was i was jack dude i told my manager i said we're at threat level orange all right this is not fucking drill <laughs> oh my god yeah, um it was serious jeez well what but i hey, was going to say you? is you know hey all, all i was going to say was you know whether you were around in New York or whenever on that day, you know, just, you know, thoughts go out to everybody who was affected in one way or another. I mean, I, I remember where I was. So um, obviously a tough day and we'll, you know, another year goes on by and uh, yeah, we'll just uh, keep on keep keeping plugging on. along. That's right. 
Um, but yeah, I am uh, I am doing well. I am especially happy after a victory in which we mm. shut out Dom freaking Dwyer. So, so sweet. we will talk about that extensively. Um, but you know what? We won because we got a review. At least we think we yes. got a review. So tell me did, what is dude. going on with this. This one, it says it was August 30th, but it didn't pop up last week. Plus, Apple reviews are not always great. It's kind of weird. But, of course, it's a five-star yeah. review, and it says the best podcast in Kansas. Now, it might have cut off Kansas City, but it, uh, <laughs> it there is like dot, dot, dot there, so I don't know. But okay. uh, I hope so. Yeah, dude. Sunil Chetri uh, said, surprised it took me so long to find this. I look forward to it like I look forward to an SKC match. Short and sweet, dude. Five stars. Cool. Nice things. That's that's awesome. Thank you, my dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, um, lady, I don't know. Dude or lady. I don't know. I, I, I assume dude because the only Sunil I know is Sunil Gulati, um, oh, okay. the former president of the U.S. Soccer Federation. Um, and he is a dude as far as I know. Um <laughs> well cool thank you sunil uh yeah you know hopefully we are also the best podcast in missouri because that's where i am um but you know hey we'll take kansas if not we'll work on it (laughs) yeah whoever's whichever missouri podcast is better you better tell us we're gonna go find them yeah we'll We'll fight them we'll 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 catch these hands dude we got we got some other things to unpack other than the orlando game by the way um if you want to revisit this uh, uh, Chad Marshall red card real quick, you want to you want to talk oh, about that? My good, yes. I think we have another Coos rant that has been uh, building. I'm gonna so, rant about my rant. Well, let's. You know what? The floor is yours, my friend. I give you the opportunity to get Coos rant part two, folks. If if you've been paying attention to this, they rescinded the red card. Correct. So he's not suspended. Um, Dumb. Or find at all, and we we kind of went Dumb. we kind of went all over the place on this. We were like, okay, you see the screenshot, you see it in real time, you read the rules that that should be a red card. I, I don't I don't know how it gets rescinded because there was even a, a whole dialogue of the referees, dude. Like you could see mm-hmm. the referees were justifying their decision, and I'm like, it was oh very my God. unusual. Very unusual, super cool and transparent, which is not what MLS does at all, um, or the pro organization. Um, but it was, I don't know, dude, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. And now I just see people like, ha, fucking told you. And I'm like, oh, you goddamn bitch. I, I, you did not tell me. <laughs> you did not tell me. Well, How are we not seeing the yeah. same thing? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. So- I, I'm with you, and this is this is what sucks. And I know no one out there is going to believe me, but I I, I truly do believe this. Believe I like it. to consider myself like I am I am a sporting KC fan, but I also like to consider myself a fairly objective person. Like I I get really frustrated with a lot of sporting KC fans, and I've even <laughs> mentioned on this podcast before. I get frustrated with Peter Vermees at times when after the game they mention other teams didn't come to play or the refs did XYZ. I, my thought is you always want to put yourself in a position where the ref can't screw you over or the other team can't screw you over. So I, I truly do try to take an objective position. Now people are going to tell me I'm just being a homer because I think the Chad Marshall red card was deserving of a red card. But I honestly, whether you believe me or not, that's up to you. 
if the roles were reversed and it was say Matt Beasler who was gonna who was given a red card there and VAR gave it, I'd be like, guys, I don't think we can overturn it because by the book, to me, that looks like a dangerous play in which is deserving of a red card. Right. So I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not saying there was any malicious intent. I don't Chad Marshall's not a dirty player. Doesn't I matter. understand he's never had a, a red card when he's on the Sounders. He's had one in his career when he was with the crew however many years ago. So what? But if you have a high kick where your cleats go into perpendicular or it's parallel, whatever it was, one of those two, into Johnny Russell's inside knee, where Peter Vermees then says you could literally see cleat marks on his leg when he came off the field, that's a, a, a clearly dangerous play deserving of a red. In my opinion, obviously the independent panel didn't see it that way, but it if nothing else, it just brings a larger light on the problem with the VAR process in that no one knows what the hell they're doing. Right. So, like, this isn't the first time a straight red card that was given after video review was then overturned by the independent panel. And and you can't have that because that undermines the entire video review process. If you go to video review, say, oh, yep, we got the call wrong red card. Oh, nope, actually, never mind. We got the video reviewed call wrong that said the original call was wrong, which was actually right. Like, someone's got to figure it out. So... Yeah, dude. That's my rant. No, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's an upsetting situation, and it doesn't affect us at all. Really, I'm just pissed off that I was wrong. I mean, that's the only, <laughs> that's yeah. that's all I'm talking about here. But uh, it is what it is. You guys keep coming back and uh, listening to us be fools and make fun of ourselves. So there you go. Yeah, I just want consistency. Look, if they're not if they're gonna say that's not a red, then fine. It's not a red. Just make it not a red for everybody. Because a few weeks ago, there was a red given in a, a Red Bulls game where Bradley Wright Phillips, I think, was the one who was kind of caught um, in 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 a, in a similar way where it wasn't a malicious intent. Someone kind of got him from behind, but that was given a straight red, and yeah. that was upheld, and that to me was similar. So I just like, come on, guys, just consistency. I if it's going to be a red, keep it a red. If it's not a red, then then just don't give the reds in the first place. That's the worst argument I ever did, is, is saying yeah. there's no intent. So freaking what? That that doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, I didn't intend to to drop my food on the floor, but I did it, and now I don't get to eat. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you say to that? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Um, I did see some Sounders fans say they didn't even think it was a foul, and I'm like, okay, let's not get yeah. out of control. Let's not get like, crazy. He's got marks on his leg. <laughs> you piece of garbage. Right. Anyway, it's all right. We're uh, not a Sounders. Not that it would have mattered. He, it, it, <laughs> not that it would have mattered, it mattered for Sporting KC, really, because they were already down 3-1 to one at that point, and it wasn't like we were playing them again the next week. So, Chad Marshall, it doesn't affect Sporting KC really at all. I just want consistency. Absolutely. So This is, uh, um, this is why you guys come here for the, uh, the, big, the big talking points here <laughs> to re- yeah. recap old, yeah. old Our, memories. <laughs> the games from two weeks ago that we lost 3-1 after a victory in which we shut out our former star player. Yeah, so. I had to. But uh, uh, do you want to talk about that now? We talking about Orlando? Oh, let's do it. Because this, uh, this was a... Uh, I- I don't want. I don't know if I'd call it a big time game because it's hard to say that a team that's averaged like zero point three points per game over their last like twelve games is a big time game. Yeah, but 
the return of Dom Dwyer, the return of Yuri Rozel, uh, that certainly added a uh, extra bit of intrigue um, into this game because it was the first time that that Dom came back to Children's Mercy Park. And I was curious how people were going to respond to Dom. And I don't know if you heard it on TV or not, but it was overall a pretty positive reception. It wasn't the loudest uh, ovation I've ever heard, but people cheered him. So I don't know. Were you excited to see him come back? Um, I wasn't really excited, dude. I don't really, (laughs) um, I don't really care for the guy all that much. I mean, I've met him in person one time and, uh, you know, his wife kind of gets in arguments with people online sometimes. So (laughs) it's really kind of weird. She was like, Oh, why would you think I would follow him to Orlando? Can't, can't a woman do her own thing? And then she followed him to Orlando. So I was like, well, come on. (laughs) Whatever. whatever, Nothing wrong with that, but no, nothing wrong with that at all. I'm just like, you just, you caused the stink and you, you made this really big Billy badass comment, but I, I don't. I didn't care to see him. It doesn't matter to me. But weren't people chanting "Sporting Reject"? Was that a thing? People at the game. Let that, us know if that was yeah. a thing. I couldn't tell. It was a thing. The cauldron was chanting. I don't know if it was like an official cauldron chant oh, or if it was like people in the cauldron or whatnot. But they were chanting "Sporting Reject" when it was down there. And I, I saw on Twitter they got into it a little bit. One uh, one person was kind of getting at the cauldron saying like, this isn't classy. He used to be one of our own. And the cauldron kind of was going back and forth with them until the cauldron figured out that despite this person's claim that they are a giant sporting fan, the last time they had tweeted before this game was a tweet in July of 2017 saying how sad they were that Sporting KC traded Dom Dwyer. So That was their last tweet? Uh, literally their last tweet because i was like that there's no way that can be their last tweet and so i went and looked myself and it literally was like not even their last like just tweet it was also their last reply like they hadn't even replied to anyone from when dom was traded until this game back so well what if 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 you listen to us thanks for being here and uh come tweet at us no other tweeted us thank you for listening uh we're sorry to see you go (laughs) (laughs) but i mean yeah come on he was trying to defend him and and the cauldron was just like whatever look yeah i mean i guess they were trying to defend him be like hey he used to he, he helped us win mls cup which whatever thank you we appreciate it but you went on your way you called orlando home you said it always felt like home and you trashed us dude you trashed We're us and said, hit. well, Peter didn't want me too bad as I came back from the national team to ride the bench. Right. And especially after everything Peter did where like Sporting KC had a really good deal in place a couple years ago to sell Dom to Olympiacos in Greece for like two or three million dollars reportedly. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Peter was like, hey, this is a good deal for the club, but we always say we want to make sure it's a good deal for the player and the club. So they went yeah. to Dom and they said, hey, we would be willing to take this. What about you? You've always said you wanted to go to Europe. And he said, now's not the right time. So Peter said, okay. And they rejected it. So, And so he, you, you know. assume he went to him and was like, hey, got a pretty sweet deal from Orlando. You were there on loan. How do you feel about this? And he was probably like, let's do I'm it. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm sure he did. So miss me with the Dom pity. I'm not here for that. No. Oh. Um, yeah. Get out of here. That was but, hot. You got. Oh man, you got me all. <laughs> all. Woo. <laughs> yeah. I just. I. I can't stand it. So that's why I was that much more glad when he had two 
very obvious, clear scoring opportunities one-on-one oh, with man. Tim Melia. And Tim was like, get out of here. Yeah, Tim he was you're playing bye. on my team and not against me. So, um, dude, we'll, we'll, we'll get in, get into that. Yeah. Before, what's up? before the game started. Okay. I, I, by the way, I heard this story today. Uh, Matt Beasler was on 810 radio, uh, border patrol with Navy Katie, Stephen St. John and Jake Gutierrez. And he told a little story that he, uh, uh, before the game, he went to the head referee and said, Hey, look, I used to play with this guy, you know, for like eight years or whatever it was. It was it about eight years. Holy shit. Damn near. There's no way it was eight years. Really? Well, I mean, that would have been what? 2011, 2013. Yeah. He can he came in 2013. So it was like 2014 or, oh, okay. or four years. Really? Well, I thought he said eight years and then or he he's known the guy for a while, whatever. And he said, <laughs> uh, he's like, look, he likes to create the contact and draw the foul. But he's the one that mm-hmm. creates the contact. So he's letting the referee know, hey, keep an eye out for that garbage. You know what I mean? And sure enough, yeah. it happened in the game, dude. And Beasler won a header, Dom initiated contact on Beasler and fell down and tried to call for the foul. And referee waved him to get up. Referee's like, nope, yeah. watching that shit. And I wonder how often yeah. players do that. How often do they get in the referee's head before the game even starts? Oh, I think they get in the game. Uh getting the referee's head during the game because we'll talk about this later but deandre yedlin in the u.s uh usa brazil game when neymar uh the ref called a foul on the u.s and neymar was rolling around deandre walks up to the ref and he was like hey did you watch the world cup did you watch the world cup because if you watch the world cup you'd see how much he rolls around so and did you hear uh, (laughs) that neymar was asked about that and he just said who yeah he's like who's deandre yeah neymar that's too bad um (laughs) go roll around um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that that's really interesting. And that's smart. That's a veteran move by Beasler. So it's pretty, I mean, we all know how many, how many times have, have we watched Dom in Children's Mercy Park go up for a header, get like the slightest bit of contact from a center back and then fall down like he was murdered only to not get a penalty call. Like, yeah, that's what, and that's his that's a striker move. deal, man. You got to do it. Yeah, it, uh. He 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 was not the most um, subtle of floppers, but did you catch like I think it was like twenty five seconds into the match when there was the first uh, foul or dead ball or something like that, and Dom like kind of like knocked the ball out of I, I I don't remember who it was their hand, but it was a sporting player. It was like Roger or Ilya or Beasley or somebody. Yeah, and he just kind of like knocked the ball away, and he was already being Dom, and I was like, really. Like twenty five seconds in, should that have been a yellow right off the bat, or at very least a a warning or something? It could have been a ta- it could have been a warning. I don't I, I think that'd be pretty harsh to give a yellow that quickly for that, but like Oh man, I mean, I'd it do was... it. I'd make a statement. I'd be like, yo, <laughs> red card for bullies, bitch. I wish I could see you as a referee in an oh, MLS. You game. wouldn't want to, dude. I'd be so mad. I'd take the ball <laughs> and I'd punt it. I'd be like, game's over. Y'all <laughs> fucked up. Game's over. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done. Red cards for we're everybody. Done. No, um, y'all talk back to me. It's over. Get out of my face. <laughs> uh, it's like a bad amazing. dad. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, this was this was kind of a, a strange game because you know right off the bat, Sporting KC sort of dominated possession, um, and they continued to dominate possession pretty much the entire game. And the wingers, Johan and Gerso, seem to have 
all no. sorts of room down the sides. They just couldn't find that final ball, but they were both playing pretty well, I thought. What did you think? Bro, Johan was making that left back his B. Like, it was a bad deal. Yeah. This this was, just, this was maybe the first game I've seen Johan. Oh, yeah. I think this was the first game I've seen Johan, and I was like, that that was like a starter caliber game. Yeah. Like, that didn't look like a dude. And, and if that can come off the bench in that form, watch out. Because he had, I think, his best game as a sporting KC player. And he almost scored, but he kept making people look silly. And it wasn't oh, just big one time. time. No, not at all. And Gerso's got the speed. I mean, he just he gets lucky every now and then and gets a good shot. But then he normally does his Gerso thing and... and takes a bad touch or something, but watching him go down the sideline, dude, could you imagine racing Gerso? Like you just line up next to him and, and, and they say, go, you might as well just light up a cigarette and not even move. You might as well mm-hmm. just sit there and start smoking and wait for him to come back around because he's gone. You're not going to catch him. No one. No, not at all. Um, he's Tyreek Hill, man. He's the Tyreek Hill of sporting Kansas uh... city except Tyreek can actually finish the plays that he starts and uh, finds the end zone. He's a better receiver now. Yeah. Exactly. That is, that is true. Um, if Tyreek were like Jerso, he would, he would he would beat everybody and then like fumble the ball out of bounds at the one-yard line is what he would do. That's that's like what Jerso ah, does because he beats so everybody, true. looks amazing, and then he just like launches the ball on a cross like 27 yards above the goal and then it's a goal kick. Yeah, maybe so. not even fumble. Maybe just no one's on him, but he'd like step out of bounds. Like it'd be he something so simple. Yeah, um, but they both. I mean, they were they were getting down all game um, down the wings. The issue was they just they were having a real hard time crossing the ball in with any sort of success. If you look at their passing charts, like they they're getting down the right side, they're working the right and left side, but then all of the crosses really aren't getting anywhere. Um, so I, I, I'm not really sure what was going on there, but it was Johan who got down the right side. And then rather than sort of aimlessly cross the ball again, he cut the ball back to Felipe. And, uh, and that's ultimately what led to the goal. It was when Johan had all this space on the right side, sent the ball to Felipe at the top of the box who realized there's nobody on me. I'm just going to tee it up and shoot. And he said it right past Bendik in the uh, the fifty third minute in what was the only goal of the game, and that's all we needed. So, pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, good to see him back on the board again. Yeah, Johan. I saw some people saying, and and I think I agree. Uh, excuse me, not Johan Felipe. I think Felipe, not just because of the goal, but just because if you look at his distribution chart and how his his passing success and all that, he had to be man of the match, I think. It's got to be him or Tim Melia. Who, Johan? Uh, Felipe, sorry. Oh, Felipe, gotcha. Dude, I, I wouldn't hesitate to say Johan was too, man. Like, he got in some really dangerous areas that allowed Felipe to be open right down the middle like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think those are the three players. If you look at Felipe and you look at uh, Johan... And then you look at Tim Melia. Those were the How, difference makers. However, you got Seth Sinovic squeezing onto the MLS team of the week along with Felipe and Tim. That's true. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these uh, these passing charts on MLSsoccer.com right now. Um, 
And Seth had a freaking fantastic game. I mean, I can't count the number of passes he had here total, but it looks like he had six incompletions. So this dude was passing at like over a 90% completion rate. Um, dude, his recoveries were really awesome too. If the ball got stolen, he booked it and got back to get it back. Yep, absolutely. Uh, he had uh, he had two big recoveries. Um, he had a couple of clearances that were in the box. Um, this was an all around big time performance, I would say. Um, and and really, you know, we talked about that goal, but I think it started with Tim Melia in just the fifth minute because you know Orlando really didn't get a lot of chances on goal, but they got a couple, and they both were at the foot of Dom Dwyer and Dom made a really good run, got past, uh, I think it was Fontes, and uh, in the fifth minute, had this one-on-one with Tim, tried to kind of chip him, and Tim just got real big and just deflected the ball with his shoulder and it bounced harmlessly uh, out of play. And Tim doesn't stop that goal. It's 1-0 Orlando in the fifth minute. This is a totally different game, don't you think? Bro, at that point, I'm terrified because I'm like, man... You got our new center back back there, who's uh, uh, Andreo Fontas. Fontas? Mm-hmm. Fontas. That's Don't it. you want the like, Fontas? Want the Fontas. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh flavor is God. he? That stupid-ass Fanta commercial. <laughs> he's, is he uh, he's all the flavors. Or man. is he orange? Dude, he's, all, he's all flavors. <laughs> he was about to be the worst flavor, because I thought he was going to have a nightmare of a night with Dom doing those those runs. He was going to kill him. And he showed it right off the bat and I was like, "Here we go. One nothing coming up." So, yeah, without that that save, uh it's it's a whole different ball game from there on out. Yeah, outside of of, of that play, I thought Fontas looked pretty good. Um to Fontas. <laughs> now it's all going to be stuck in your head. <laughs> oh, You're all going to want to go buy a, buy an orange Fanta, which oh my good God. luck finding them because I don't know where they sell them anymore. Um, Y'all better start making posters, man. Holy shit. Want this Fantas? But yeah, I thought Fantas had a really good game. But yeah, that, that save, I mean, you're, you're right. That, that save from Tim was big time. And uh, yeah, I was a little scared. But the team settled down after that point. Um, I mean, if you look and at Beasler's the stats, like, tried to tell you, man, tried to tell you that's what Dom does. All right. <laughs> I know you're new here, but I tried to let you know you didn't listen. You didn't fucking listen. Yeah. Um, if you look at the stats, um, sporting Casey, they outpossessed Orlando nearly 60 to 40%. They outshot them hmm. 16 to eight. On target five to three, they outpassed. Them. I mean, once again, this isn't anything new. This is a pretty sporting game, um, but these three points are, are are pretty big, considering it jumps us within one point of FC Dallas, and now we got a real struggling San Jose team uh, coming up at home again before some difficult games throughout the remainder of the season against you know LAFC, LA Galaxy, RSL. Um, so I know it was against an Eastern conference opponent, but I think these are a pretty big three points. Don't you? I do too. And, and see something else Beasler was asked on the radio was that, uh, you know, they, they asked if this San Jose game is a trap game. And he said, you know, I I'd call that Orlando game, a trap game. He said that, uh, he doesn't call, he would never call an away game in this league, a trap game because they're all 
difficult games. Every away game is difficult. Mm-hmm. So there you yeah. go, man. And and especially they said with this San Jose squad with nothing to play for. I mean, they they probably play a lot of young guys, maybe trying to work their way back into the or into the roster for next year. I mean, they're out of the playoffs, so what do they care? They're just going to go out and have fun and try to spoil the party. Yeah, they were the first team uh, in MLS mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. That's um, right. But even still, like I said, I'm going to say it again. Really, a, a, a road draw is is a success, I guess. As I mean, well, we used to have trouble up there in San Jose, man. We used to not win up there. Yeah, it. Uh, I, Nothing's ever a given. I mean, Minnesota is not good, and look how much we've struggled on the road at Minnesota. That's um, true. So, and this is a late like, nine thirty game. All right. So, if you could send your five hour energies, my address is four four five. Yeah, I'm gonna lose it. I I, uh, I will actually be in Austin, Texas, for the USC versus Texas game. So, I don't know if wow. I will be able to watch it live. Another um, USC game for your boy. Yeah, so I looked. This is always the uh, the worst part about this time of year for me is because I always, those are my two loves, Sporting KC and USC football, um, along with the Packers. But those Sporting and USC are, are, are my loves, and I always worry about when their games are going to be at the same time. And last week and, and this week are the only two times the entire season that they overlap. So that made me Oh, happen. nice. Um, so you looked ahead there. Yeah. And thankfully sporting won last week because USC sucked. Um, so well, dude, I went, let's talk about yeah. this with this form that we're in right now. God damn. Can we make a run? Like, I mean, th- this, we had our summer slump that would normally be the postseason slump. Can we make a run through the playoffs and get to MLS cup? I mean, this team's rocking and rolling right now. Oh, I think they absolutely can. I mean, let's look at who else. Okay, so we're in second place in the West right now, one point behind FC Dallas at 49 points. Um, FC Dallas lost twice to San Jose this year. They're beatable. Yeah. Like, there's no team in the West that I look at and I say they're not beatable over two legs. The the only team that I don't want to play is the damn Seattle Sounders. (laughs) <laughs> like they're the only team that freaking scares me over two legs. Every yeah. other team, I'm like, we can take them, but for some reason, the damn Sounders are like our bogey team, and and I hate it. That's so, true. They've given us a little trouble this year. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't look like we're gonna have to worry about Zlatan in the playoffs because the Galaxy are a mess. Hopefully not. They're, they're still, below the line. dude. It's a it's a law. It's a lot of teams all clustered together. And while you have people over on the eastern side, uh, you know, clinching playoff berths, it's like okay, we're fi- we're all fighting for playoffs over here. Yeah, you're right. The thing that goes against the Galaxy's chances is they are three points below the line, and they have played two more games than the sixth place Seattle Sounders, and one more game than the fifth place Portland Timbers. But they're six points behind the Timbers, so. Yeah. It's going to be really hard for the Galaxy to make up those points having already played more games. It's not impossible. Bro, it's like but... 11 points separate first through eighth place. That's insane. It's pretty nuts. Um I think the I mean you so everyone t- we've talked about this before. Everyone said before the season the East is a better conference, the East is a better conference. 
I think the top again, the top three teams in the East are the better teams, but yeah. all in all, I think the West is the more balanced overall tougher conference. Exactly. Um, I hate that people in the East are saying all that. It's like, okay, you're you're only counting NYC, Atlanta, and New York Red Bulls. That's all you're talking about. Right. Because but we got pretty good teams all around. Right. Their fourth place team is in sixth place in the West. So like it it's it's a very balanced conference. Because of that, there's no team that strikes fear in me where I don't think we could make a run to MLS Cup final. I also don't look at that and say sporting so good that I think we're the favorites. I think it's like we got as good a chance as anybody else and probably our best chance in a number of years. But who knows? MLS Cup playoffs yeah. are crazy. Well, dude, um, it's totally crazy. I, I can't wait for it. I'm really excited. I'm already like waiting for us to go to MLS Cup so I can book a plane ticket to go wherever it is. Let's, uh, oh man, it's it's coming. I, I, have, I have good feelings. So in a perfect world, we make it, well, I don't know if this is a perfect world or not, but this would be funny. We make it to MLS Cup, we go to Atlanta and beat Atlanta in Atlanta. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> that would be Just to nuts, watch dude. And a plane ticket to, to Atlanta is not that much. Yeah, you've been doing your research. Uh, I have. I've been typing in a lot of different cities and seeing how much it is. <laughs> it's probably Atlanta or New York. It's just a question of which New York team. Um, Both flights, not that expensive. Then again, you never know. Maybe the Austin well, crew make a run and uh, we uh, we go to Columbus for – well, I guess if the crew make a run and they somehow win, it might be in Kansas City. So, well, dude, it's crazy to think that we're not even out of supporting S.H.I.E.L.D running i mean results could fall our way and we could absolutely get supporter shield i don't think that will happen but it could well and here's the thing i'm looking at the standings now new york city is a good team they could feasibly catch fire in the playoffs and make it but we could also finish the season and very likely might finish the season ahead of new york city on points because they're only a point ahead of us with two more games played we've played 27 games they've played 29 so MLS Cup, if Sporting makes it, hosting MLS Cup is not out of the question unless Atlanta or the Red Bulls win because then they'll probably host it. But I don't know. This is going to be a fun last seven games or so of the regular season and then into the playoffs. It's It's been a long time since I've felt energized going into the playoffs and not terrified. So. Yeah, because the last couple of years we've had really bad form and, and – it's it's not gone our way. No. So it's uh I I'll say I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll put it that way. So there you go. Uh um, Absolutely. Yeah, we uh so look into the San Jose game, it, you know, on the road. Uh, how confident are you feeling ahead of this game knowing that San Jose is pretty oh, bad but it is on the road and they really have nothing to lose. So what do you think? True. And they have beaten FC Dallas. I mean, they have they have attackers, man, and they they can get the job done. And I think they just had a couple guys on international duty that had great stints with their national team. I, I don't know names, but I think someone was with Georgia and someone was with someone else. But it's a... Uh, Vaco, probably. Yeah. They're going to be hyped, dude. And they're going to be ready to come lead this squad. And 
just to overall put on a show for the few fans that still go to those games. <laughs> I yeah. burned them. Um, you, you burned them good. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's, I'm feeling about as confident, I guess, as I can feel going into a road game. Um, you know, we, we got a, a question from one of our fans, SKC Barbecue, who he said, do you see Shallowy, Russell, or Rubio starting against San Jose, or do we see the same squad we saw against Orlando with a few of oh, our international man. forwards on the bench? Um, I know Shallowy, no and I don't think Shallowy played. Russell, I think, was in the starting eleven. Russell played game? 70 minutes the second game. Yeah, so I don't know if Russell starts, although Peter did say that he expects them all to be available. They'll all be um, there. Shallowy didn't play at all. Rubio played like 50-some minutes. Yeah, so I, my I think guess, they all start. Really? Okay. I, Maybe not Johnny, but I, I, I would think so. Johnny did play in the rain. That sounds pretty rough. Yeah, I was, I was thinking maybe we see... Um, shallowy out there but but you know some combination of, of Namath, Gerso, and or johan would, would fill the other two spots but you know who you knows think Namath would start over rubio maybe i mean so much of that depends on training rubio um he's i think is the one there is he's meeting them straight in san jose whereas the other two i think came back to kansas city first and are with the team so the only reason i i, I lean that way i think is because rubio will have a little bit less time with the team um, well, Rubio is in Japan, so I guess that's a shorter flight to San Jose, huh? Or no, he's true. in Korea, huh? I th- yes, Korea. I think so. And um, that's still closer to San Jose than Kansas City. Yeah, but that's a long. I mean, they're all long flights. <laughs> there's, there's no short flight from I've wherever been those guys out of are the country. From. Really? Yeah, huh. just Mexico. I don't count that. You can drive there. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh I've never been to uh either or any of Korea, Hungary or uh Scotland, but I have been to Europe and I've been to Asia. Those are long ass flights. Oh man. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. We do it's, have an open invite from a from an English couple who they uh are friends of my wife's parents and said that if we ever come up to their way in like North London, that would you know, don't get a hotel and they they'd put us up. And I'm like, uh, nice. we're doing that. We're like, absolutely why have we that. not gone? Yeah, uh, we're definitely going to like a Man United game or something. That's the most expensive part of traveling, man, is the freaking lodging once you're there. I mean, you can that's what get I deals heard. on flights and stuff. So, hey, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, Sounds fun. But but yeah, I, I, I who knows what we'll see. But I do like that we're getting those reinforcements back. It makes me confident. So we'll see. I am... Hoping for a win, expecting well, nothing have less than a draw. Ike and Ike's back. back. That's true. Mr. Uh, engaged Ike Opara. Yes. Really engaged. He liked no other pods tweet last night. He did. Congrats to Ike. It means we're best friends. Basically. That's, we're probably going to have him on the pod means. soon. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, we can talk about his wedding planning. Um, That'd be sweet. Yeah, I... Uh, We'll get Ike back. It, it'll be it'll be good. I, I I think I feel comfortable saying I expect nothing less than a draw and am hopeful for a win. So I don't know what you're thinking, but that's where I am. That's that's about right. You know, you gotta it'd be nice to take all three though. I mean, keep this rolling, but uh a draw is probably y- your best hope. It would be very nice to take all three. Um 
you know, speaking Great of game, I, dude, I can't get over it. Ugh, it, it is pretty late. Those freaking California is the worst. <laughs> Stupid Californians. People from there are the worst. <laughs> the um, Californians. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Ike, Jerso, Johnny, and all them, uh, Jeremy Morgan asked us a question about the uh, the four players who recently got contract extensions, Beasler, Espinoza, Zussi, and Ilya. He said in the stretch um, that those four contracts were extended to, can you talk a little bit about the other players' contract status? Can we expect a lot of stability for, say, Opara, Jerso, Russell, etc., staying long-term with the club? Um, you know, I know Ike just signed an extension last year, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I right. tried really hard to find like actual details about contract lengths and stuff, and I couldn't find it in the in the time that I looked. I know it's out there. I know I've seen it before, but I couldn't find it. So I can't tell you exactly how long Gerso or Johnny's contracts are. Johnny probably has at least another year or two on his contract because it's his first year. Gerso probably has like a club option or something. So I think, I don't know, you tell me what you think. I think it's fair to expect a lot of our key contributors to be around at least another year or two. But hey, man, soccer's so um, volatile. It's, it's hard contract to is sure. till next December. Like December 2019 or December 2018? 2019. Okay, so we got him another year. Johnny's probably got at least another year or two. Same with Johan, I would think. And you Felipe. Find these? Uh, Johnny's is till end of December 2020. Where the hell are you finding this? Bro, that's like common knowledge on the on transfer market, man. I was, oh, I didn't look at transfer market. That should have been my first place I looked. Google Maniac, dude. All I do is type it into Googs and it comes right I up. Go- I tried to Google it. I couldn't find it. Well, see. Bro, I'm a better This is why Googleizer. we have you. You are. You're a really good you Googleizer. So, That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So you got Johnny till the end of 2020. So another two years, forget about it. So the key players are going to be around for a while. I don't think we have to worry about anybody leaving in the next couple of years, unless of course, like Johnny catches fire and wants to go back to Europe. But considering he's already what, like 27, 28 and just came from the championship. I don't see him being the type of guy who was like, Hey, send me back to Europe because he was already on the verge of an EPL promotion. So, yeah, he was just there. So, he's got he's got a whole thing going on. He's he's he wants to be here. Yeah. Felipe is the interesting one cuz he was kind of an under the radar signing and he's been real good. So, who knows? But it's going to take a, a pretty penny to pry him away from Sporting KC. So, yeah. Uh shout out to uh Eric Martinez, he sent us a message through our new website contact form, and he said, do you think PV's confidence has helped Johan, or do you think PV has always been confident about Johan? He had a great game. So obviously we talked a lot about Johan, and we thought he had a good game too. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it's just that PV's always been confident, or or, or how, do, how do you think about that? Dude, I think, I mean, he'll always tell you he's always been confident, that's for sure. But I think uh I think he I think he probably is. I mean, I don't know. They wouldn't have signed him to a big DP contract if if they weren't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fair to take Peter at his word when he says he's never been worried. It just takes some players a little longer than others to get assimilated. Um assimilated. I think it obviously assimilated. I think it obviously helps 
from the player's perspective when you hear your manager publicly give you a vote of confidence. Like it's better than if Peter was like, I don't know, he kind of sucks, doesn't he? Um, but I, I, Johan's been a confident guy. I think it's just taken him a little bit longer to sort of get used to the style of play. But that's sometimes how it goes. Um, and then our last question, well, yeah, last question that we'll answer. Um, we'll just touch on this real quick because I've never thought about this before. But Ryan Baxter did want to know, if you could have one U.S. president play during their prime a position for Sporting KC, <laughs> who would it be and where would they play? So... I have never in my life considered this question, so I don't know. Do you That's have a, a, thing of, a, a thought, or uh, or what do you think? Uh, I just think I probably have to be my boy Obama. You know what I mean? He's the I only one. Like, I, I mean, yeah, he's. he's I the feel youngest. like the dude can ball. Everyone Athletic. else is all old and white. <laughs> put a put him out there at, at striker, uh, attacking midfielder. You know, you know. I, th- I think, um, hey. Be, I'm just uh, saying, a put a player. put a blonde stripe in his head. I'm going to call him Baracazardis. You know, it's. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know much about any other president and what their physical shape was in their prime. Um, so that's. I just about think all old I... white dudes. I don't know. That's all I think about. Yeah, yeah. None of them strike me as the. Uh, the soccer playing type. So there you go. I mean, goalies get abused like crazy. I mean, they get beat up. So, I mean, if you want to put Donald Dum Dum in goal, we could just take shots at him, you know, he'd still find a way to mess it up. So, yeah. Um, he'd find a way to get out of it. It's all He's a yeah, slippery snake. Go. Yeah. That's, that's where we'll leave that one. Um, <laughs> But they're, they're, you realize you realize we're like fire and water up in here. You realize I like say some shit, and you're like, "All right, we got to calm that down." Uh, well, Don't no, I want mean, Dan hey, to take it anywhere else. I'm sure people follow me on Twitter. They know my thoughts, so you yeah, know. no, that's true. You don't hold you don't <laughs> hold back on that. Yeah, but like um, my, my wife is like, you make Jimmy the perfect amount of uncomfortable on the podcast, <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Bring it. Um bring it you don't want that i do i don't want you to bring it please don't i, um, I don't <laughs> I, I immediately regret that statement um <laughs> upon further review i rescind that call um there you go yeah so there wasn't do you, is there any other skc uh related stuff before we we try to hit some some other quick mls news and some national team stuff before we wrap up uh i think we've kind of hit it all i mean we're yeah we're good man National cool. team's playing tonight. Yes, they are. We are recording this Tuesday, so they are just about probably kicking off with Mexico here shortly, if they haven't already. They I never really know. They're anthem right now. Yeah, see? The game was supposed to start 35 minutes ago, so figure nope. it out, U.S. soccer. This is um, America. <laughs> we lie about kickoff times. We're um, liars. There was not a lot of other MLS action because of the supposed international break. D.C. drew on the road with NYCFC, thanks to a late golazo from David Villa. Um, and the Timbers beat Colorado 2-0 to zero in a game that surprised nobody. Um, there you anything, go. Anything exciting from either of those two? Or, eh, whatever. Dude, not really. And you know me, I always try to watch the condensed match. And guys, did you know that the sporting condensed match is not available yet? 
Like, that's why? the thing. Why? I don't know, dude. And I even tweeted at him again, and I'm like, why is this happening? Why, why are the others available, but ours is not? It's a conspiracy. I got no reply. They, they hate us because they ain't us. That's They're what trying. I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said anus. <laughs> there you go. I did. I did. Um the, the biggest MLS news coming out of the last few days, last week or whatnot, is the resignation, question mark, of Siggy Schmidt from the LA Galaxy. Um, weird timing. Supposedly, he decided Slash on his own to step fired. down, but then Chris Klein said it was a collective decision for him to resign, which sounds more like, hey, Siggy, we've decided you're going to resign now. Um, I don't know where the LA Galaxy go from here. So... What happened where they went from the most successful team in the league to a total dumpster fire? Dude, How did... I don't I don't know. They, they've not been consistent all year. I, like I don't know what happened. Two years. And yeah, yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to live it up and I'm going to eat it all up because I, I I love it. I think it's great. The, I, I feel a little bit bad for Siggy because like this isn't really his fault. He got brought in in the middle of last year after Kurt Analfo was fired, but like he didn't really get a chance to shape his team. And then they spent all that money on Zlatan and Zlatan's been good, but like Siggy didn't spend millions of dollars on that trash defense. That's the most expensive defense in the league. Like it feels like yeah. it's the galaxy front office. That's the ones that need to go. And they're like just scapegoating their coaches. So I don't know. Exactly. All I know is I want Zlatan to be a player coach now. And just take over. Dude, can you imagine? <laughs> but now Dominic Kinnear has what he wants, and he's a coach again. <laughs> how is Dominic Kinnear a, co- a head coach in MLS again? Like, I don't... How is uh, Dominic Kinnear coaching Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Like... It's crazy. <laughs> what is happening? I love it. Um, Yeah. It's weird. Galaxy probably aren't going to make the playoffs now because of all this craziness, unless Zlatan takes over somehow and and does Zlatan I hope things. not because they they have the talent to where they could really piece something together and make a run in the playoffs and we don't want that no one wants that no they don't um yeah and then obviously you know there wasn't any really other big MLS news because hardly anybody played but the U.S. men's national team as we alluded to earlier did play Brazil on Friday. They lost yeah, 2-0. Smacked. It was not great. Um now I don't think the penalty that Brazil was awarded was a very hard penalty. Like I, I think it was kind of a soft call. But um I don't know, dude. The the kids that are getting called into this game or this this team, you know, they're in some ways, they're going toe-to-toe with some of these powerhouses. Like, they drew France in France, but, like, they lost possession 65-35 to 35 against Brazil. We still don't have a head coach on a permanent basis. Like, our formation is a 4-1-4-1. Formation is all over that. the place. Jossie Zardes is starting at striker, which we know that's not, if that happens in 2022, we're not making the World Cup again. Um, nope. Like... Do we feel like any progress is being made with the national team? Or are we just spinning our wheels? Oh, I'm just pumped for the Women's World Cup. No. <laughs> for real, though. like That's a that's a fun USA team to, to follow. They're the good ones. And, and they get paid like crap. So, 
that sucks. Well, they get paid better than they were, though. You know, after uh, fighting still for the as, equal pay thing. Yeah, still, still not equal. Um, but probably not. Yeah, I just, you know, U.S. Mexico tonight. It's just, you know, Mexico's not going to win a World Cup anytime soon either. But they're making the round of sixteen, and they got young stars like. Chucky Lozano, who is being linked to clubs like Manchester United and Barcelona. Um, they just, I don't know, man. I, I, I'd love That's to. That's true. I, I just, I feel like we were, we're almost a year without a national team head coach for the men. And Ernie Stewart, the GM, said he hasn't even had any interviews with anybody, which is what Peter Vermees' frustration was earlier in the year, like four right. months ago when he was like, they don't know what they're doing, so why would I go talk to them? I Bro, just... I guess he said that, you know, by the end of the year, there will be a manager, maybe even by November. And I think he's kind of waiting for, oh, I heard this somewhere else. Someone else said this. I can't take credit for this thought, but uh, uh, I also don't know who to give credit to. So I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that that's because they want to see how this person's team does in the MLS playoffs. Maybe they get yeah. knocked out in, in October or November, so they're available to start coaching the USA team. Yeah, a lot of people... So it said, sounds like it's Vermees or Burhalter. Yeah, a lot of people think it's it's Berhalter. Uh, and part of that is just because Vermees signed that extension and Vermees has been pretty adamant. Like, I really like what I have here at Sporting KC. Right. Now, again, Vermees has also said before, if U.S. soccer calls, you take the call. Um. But they haven't called, is what he said. But yeah, would they, he tell us if they did? Would he even say anything? I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, he's I think he's, he's lying. He's he's talked to them because in that Soccer America article from a couple months ago, it made it pretty clear that he talked to them, not in an interview capacity, but he talked to them to just be like, "Hey, what's going on?" And that's when he was like, "They have no idea." And so I don't know how you can hire a coach or a GM if you don't know what the GM's supposed to do and you don't know what you want in a coach. And it's it's a mess. Yeah, um, interesting. I would say Baralter is probably the favorite at this point. But then I also saw Taylor Twelman. I think it was him, speculate that maybe Baralter might be a candidate for the Galaxy job now that that's open. So who knows? Um, that's true. I don't know. I did see... Speaking of national teams, and and I forgot to mention this for MLS news, did you see the report that Tata Martino is in talks with Argentina to become their manager again? I did see that. That would make me so happy because of how sad it would that make Atlanta. That would be interesting. They'd be real sad. <laughs> because they have convinced themselves that Tata Martino never wants to leave Atlanta and that it is like the pinnacle right. of his career. Uh, well, money talks. Yeah. I mean... Look, and he has a tenuous grasp on the English language. Yeah, so I, I have heard that they uh, he speaks English better than he lets on. So, oh, really? Means. Yeah, um, but who knows? He does. He does generally do all of his media availability and, and coaching in Spanish. So, um, but sorry, Atlanta, you're not the pinnacle of the soccer world. So. If he gets an offer from Argentina or another major European power, he's probably going to go there. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I don't know. I mean, by the time people listen to this, Mexico, USA will already be done. But um, do you want to make any predictions for that game so people can laugh at us with how wrong we are? 
Uh, I don't know, man. What if it's <laughs> Dos Acero? But hey, I would take it. Um, it is the uh, just the second time the men have played on September 11th since those attacks. But um, Eric Lehigh, Lehi, I don't even know how you say his last name. Lehigh. Lehigh. Um, he uh, he was he's the oldest player on the squad. He was only ten years old when it happened. So it's uh wow, it's a meaningful game for them to represent the country. But and I know I saw that they like went and toured the nine uh, eleven museum and memorial when they were in New York for the uh, Brazil game. Met with some of the first responders who were actually there on site the day of the attacks. But like man, oh man, Weston McKinney, he was talking. He was only three years old, and and this made me feel really old because he was like. Yeah, I always liked learning about history in school, so it was interesting to learn about it. And I was like, "Holy, like history!" Like, I know, yeah, I know it's seventeen Holy years hell. ago, but like, I very clearly remember exactly where I was and what I was doing. Um, so, yeah, how old were you seventeen years ago? Uh, I was uh, twelve years old, so I was not old, but old oh, enough yeah. to like be coherent of what was going on. I was on a field trip, an overnight field trip oh, yeah, away was- from my parents. So I was 15 and and still didn't really know what was going on, you know? Yeah. It, it, we, we didn't find out until later that night because our poor teachers, I do feel bad for them. We were on an island, you know, off the coast of LA for a two night overnight field trip. trip. The sixth grade class would always go on an overnight field trip to Catalina Island. They had like a little like camp. You go to rich people school. (laughs) It wasn't as expensive. The same school as Tom Brady. Um, no. Uh, but I did feel bad for our teachers cause they did, they told us that night and they had a bunch, they had like 46 graders away from their parents and they had to tell them what was going on. So that must've sucked. But, um, I took an overnight field trip to Catalina, bro. I went to the goddamn skating rink for a field trip. <laughs> all right. I'm over here skating laps, trying to win limbo. And you're over here at a, at a wine mixer. Well, there was no wine. There was, I did go snorkeling and see a blue shark. So that was cool. Snorkeling and saw a shark. And I'm over here trying <laughs> to play improv laser tag in my basement. <laughs> it was a fun field trip. What I is this life? It. I did enjoy what it. What is this? Where did you um, go? Fifth grade, we slept on a pirate ship overnight. So that was fun. Stop. Did your school end with the word <laughs> academy? It did not. No. Okay. This sounds, this sounds, so. uh, we'll get to the bottom of this, people. We'll, we'll do some investigative journalism snorkeling um, great and i'm i'm in the back filling up a pool that i can put my legs in <laughs> you know what it, you know we both turned out pretty good i don't think my you know i could have died the, the shark could have eaten me and then it would have been all over so well or you would have got bit and you'd have a sweet story for all the ladies and you'd be like check me out babe that's got true. bit by a fucking shark that's true <laughs> It could have happened. I'm glad it didn't. But anyway. But I got his tooth. <laughs> I took it out of him. And now it hangs around my neck. <laughs> I did have a shark tooth necklace back when I thought it was cool when I was like seven. So. Oh my God. What is this life? I did not fight the I think shark I had for like, it. I think I had like rocks from a poor beach on a necklace. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't oh know. On that note. Any, any other... Uh, soccer related no, no. content i got i got looking ahead at this next week guys just a couple games to highlight and i think we'll all be looking at these is uh uh fc dallas plays columbus that you know we're looking at probably columbus to 
try to knock them off a little bit here mm-hmm. so we can we can climb a little further. Absolutely. And, and another one for us to watch, um, Houston and Portland are both trying to fight for some seeding. Um, RSL should have no trouble with Minnesota, you would hope, since they're scoring six goals a game. Uh, but Vancouver Whitecaps and Seattle Sounders, that's big time for seeding too, man. Portland or Vancouver's sitting right outside the, the playoff line there. Yeah, there's some big games. So, you know, we'll, uh, well, I'll be keeping it. Hey, an eye you get on to those. watch Chicago and Orlando on Sunday, the uh, Battle of the Blind Children. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, just put that, two blind kids in, a, in an arena and oh, let them fight. <laughs> those two teams are just so bad. It's just they awful. Are. I don't know. Poor, poor Bastion Schweinsteiger. Like <laughs> they have stars too. What happened to to Nemanja Nikolic? What happened to Bastion? Like they they have people. Orlando has people. Like this, these are not bad teams, but they are. It's weird, man. It's weird. So I don't know. Well, yeah. shoot. I think uh, I think that just about does it for us this week. Uh, That'll do it. USA is kicking off. Let's go watch. Let's do it. So. Uh, Give us a follow on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at JCMac03, at Dan Kuzer. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Follow us on Twitter so you can ask questions. You can. And we will actually respond to your questions here we'll read them. on the pod. Because this is your show. I mean, this is their, this is a, it's a fan show. So we're, we're doing this for everybody else. Um, you can email us, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. We did get an email from uh, uh, Natasha, um, who is the one that said uh, we were her imp- invisible pod friends. Um, mentioning You mentioned the Chilean Chupacabra. She uh, proposed another nickname, the Chilean Kamanchaka, which is like a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a type of... Again? The Chilean Kamanchaka, I think. Was maybe? it Comanche? Comanche? Com- Ka- Ka- Kamanchaka? Come on, Chaka. I don't know. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop trying. <laughs> it's a type of fog. Look it up. So... Yeah, either way, the fog is coming. He could either be a myth- mythical beast or the fog. But we do get that those emails. So thank too. you. Thank you for the email. Um, and uh, and yeah, check out our website that we'll tweet out uh, once again. So uh, there you go. I will, I will try not to butcher the Spanish language anymore. Um, (laughs) On that note, I am uh, Jimmy. He's Dan. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Want us, want us. Don't you want us?
whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.